Good evening, and welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Today, I want to talk to you about change your clothes. We have an invisible enemy called the spirit of fear. This very intelligent enemy from the second heaven may have gained access to your life. Today, I'm going to give you a science lesson in physiology, how fear affects our body and makes us sick. Two weeks ago, I spoke to you about 10 ways the enemy uses fear to cancel our effectiveness for the kingdom. Let's just take a quick recap. Fear blinds us to the truth. Fear stops us from pursuing God's will and plans for us. Fear steals our joy. Fear crushes our dreams. Fear can bring ruin to our life. Fear destroys faith. Fear enslaves. It can cause people to be prisoners. Fear nullifies or makes us ineffective to do our job as a parent, as an employee, as a minister. Fear distracts us to the point we can't see a clear path ahead of us. And fear reverses. It can actually cause us to go in reverse. These 10 deceptive maneuvers of the spirit of fear impact us psychologically, physiologically, and ultimately spiritually. But I feel it's important that we understand what this spirit does to us physiologically, and you'll understand why that's important. When the enemy unleashed the COVID-19 virus in February of 2020, it had a twofold purpose, to kill people, which it did, and to infect people with fear. Never has anything in our lifetime caused so much fear in the lives of people. Most of this fear was perpetrated by the media and the government. It was a highly successful campaign. Church people, born-again believers, were as frightened of this virus as the general public. Then when you lock down a society, which has never happened to us before, the fear becomes heightened. The spirit of fear is still operating to a great degree, even in the body of Christ. Fear is one of the most life-altering spirits that we are up against. So I want to help you understand some basic physiology. In other words, what happens to our body when we are stressed? When a person is feeling stressed or anxious, they are actually dealing with fear. God created us to be able to handle natural fear by allowing our body to go into a fight or flight response. For example, you start to cross a set of railroad tracks when suddenly you realize the train is about to run you over. Quickly, your limbic system kicks in and you scurry faster than ever to avoid getting hit by the train. That's our normal response. But the evil one would like to take you one step further 
and make fear a permanent way of life. He knows how to manipulate us to bring his kingdom of oppression into our life. The parts of our body necessary for homeostasis are not required for fight or flight. In fight or flight, we need adrenaline. But we don't need or want adrenaline to be secreted every day. We have a complex system of glands that regulate our limbic system. And the limbic system is actually the integration of the body, soul, and spirit connection with those complex system of glands. A principal gland in the limbic system is the hypothalamus. It's called the brain of the endocrine system. It's actually located in the brain, but it's a gland. The hypothalamus controls and integrates the autonomic, which just means automatic or involuntary, integrates the autonomic nervous system, which stimulates smooth muscle, regulates the rate of squeezing of the heart muscle, and controls the secretion of many glands. It regulates heart rate, blood pressure, body temperature, movement of food through the digestive tract, and contraction of our urinary bladder. Let me just say that the hypothalamus is the facilitator and originator of the following life circumstances. All expressions of fear, anxiety, stress, tension, panic, panic attacks, phobias, rage, anger, and aggression. These are all released and facilitated by one gland. It only responds to you and I emotionally and spiritually. It is a responder of thought. It is a responder to the environment of your life. It will only produce what is happening deep within the recesses of your soul and your spirit. You see, Everything is connected in order to process thought and give it expression in the physiological parts of our body. Earlier, I used the word homeostasis. That simply means the body is always trying to maintain, maintain normal mechanisms internally, while at the same time counteracting the stresses of everyday living. So if Fear, anxiety, and stress continue on a daily basis. The body goes through several phases trying to keep things normal. Fear and anxiety are affecting our body behind the scenes, and we don't even know it's happening. Other glands, like the pituitary gland, secretes a hormone called ACTH, this hormone regulates cortisol. Cortisol is important in the fight or flight, but if it's present on a long-term basis, it destroys our immune system. Cortisol directly influences immune responses to antibodies. Cortisol inhibits the production of both macrophages and helper T-cells, 
which are important in fighting infections from bacteria and viruses. You see, when a person remains in a state of fear or stress or anxiety, the ongoing oversecretion of cortisol will have a breakdown of the immune system. As fear and anxiety continue to manifest, hormones are released to all parts of the body, to the muscles, blood vessels, GI tract, the urinary tract, and they increase insulin secretion. Because of long-term fear and anxiety, catecholamines, which are epinephrine, norepinephrine, and dopamine, are secreted. Epinephrine is simply adrenaline, and you know what adrenaline is and does. When these are secreted, they are not to our benefit, but to our harm. And they affect every part of the body. They affect the brain, heart, lungs, muscles, liver, skin, skeleton, GI system, and lymphoid tissue. You see, everything is being attacked. When the immune system is compromised, allergies, allergies that are simple and complex, develop as well as candida, hypothyroidism, fibromyalgia, organic brain syndrome or dementia, as well as many other issues. The antidote to fear, <laughs> the antidote to fear is fellowship with the Godhead. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Power is dunamis power and represents the Holy Spirit. Love represents the love of the Father, and a sound mind represents the Word of God, Jesus. If we are filled with a fellowship of the love of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Dunamis power, the Holy Spirit, fear cannot have a place in us. You see, if we are listening to fear, then we are not listening to God. That limbic system, remember, that connection between our thoughts and emotions and our body, that limbic system functions in the emotional aspects of behavior related to survival. When we do not feel loved, or we've been victimized, or when we do not feel secure, we fight for survival. When we've been rejected by a parent, or by anyone, when we feel violated, or we're always looking over our shoulder, wondering when the next time is coming, then we are in a state of fight or flight, and all the hormones kick in. Now, let me just make this more clear in a few sentences. 
a natural fight-or-flight reflex that once gave ancient humans the speed and endurance to escape dangers is triggered daily in many people today, keeping the hormones at a constant hyper-readiness. Even some forms of depression bring on a similar hormonal state. Dr. Philip Gold of the National Institute of Mental Health stated, quote, in many people, these hormones, such as cortisol, turn on and stay on for a long time. Now, if you're in danger, cortisol is good for you. But if it becomes unregulated, it can produce disease, end quote. In extreme cases, it destroys appetite, cripples the immune system, shuts down processes that repair tissue, blocks sleep, and even breaks down bone. At a study at Ohio State University, which is right here in our backyard, showed that routine marital disagreements can cause the fight-or-flight hormone reaction. A psychologist said a study of 90 newlywed couples that had marriage arguments were particularly damaging to women. Those women experienced sudden and high levels of stress hormones, just as if they were in great danger. Blood samples were drawn, and they had much steeper increases than the men. So what they did is these couples spent an overnight stay in the hospital, and more blood samples were drawn just before they were discharged. The men's levels were back to normal, but the women still had high levels. Strife is a dangerous recreation. Where do we go from here? Jesus spoke in the Gospel of John 14, 27, a simple statement that is of profound consequence. He said, peace, I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What kind of peace was Jesus talking about when he said, not as the world gives? Well, the world's peace gives sparingly, selfishly, and for a short time. But God's gift of peace to us is forever. Now, I want you to imagine uh, these peaceful moments that I'm going to share with you. I want you to just sit back, relax, and kind of imagine in your mind as I share these different moments. Imagine a walk in the woods, a picnic by a brook hearing the ocean waves splash on the seashore, sitting and watching the sunrise at the Grand Canyon, planting an herb garden with your grandchildren, watching an old movie or TV reruns like Leave it to Beaver, reading a good book, 
sitting around a fire pit and enjoying the evening, listening to the birds sing in the morning, listening to the crickets on a warm summer night, baking bread on a cold winter day, learning poetry with your child, your grandchild, or your spouse. My husband and I learned Robert Frost's poem titled, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. When we took long car rides, we would often recite the poem together. And I thought I would recite it for you. Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. These small snapshots of time that I've shared are gifts of peace we give ourselves and they help us to keep our body in a state of homeostasis. They are helpful to our physical and our mental state of health, and I would encourage you to take time to purposely experience these relaxing moments. And you may have many other relaxing moments that differ from mine. They are needful, and they create sweet memories that bring back joy down the road. Many people use alcohol to give them a sense of peace and relaxation. Unfortunately, that can lead to a lifetime of dependency, and it's brief. That's why they need to keep getting another drink. It's a false security because the emotional pain or the stress hasn't disappeared. It still remains. Others turn to other forms of addiction such as eating, shopping, pornography, and drugs. But it's a temporary peace. Jesus, on the other hand, is a lasting peace. In Luke chapter 1, verse 79, Zacharias prophesied. He prophesied of his son, John the Baptist, and of the Messiah when he said, quote, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. It's time to change our clothes and slip out of the clothing of fear and put on the snowsuit of peace. Yes, you heard me right, a snowsuit of peace. So, when you were a child, your mother or your father dressed you in a snowsuit to go outside and play in the snow. 
You were totally bundled up in that thing, and barely your face was the only thing exposed. So you went out to play in the fluffy white snow, wearing the garment of fear, you see, that garment of anxiety and stress. It's like being in a straitjacket on a very hot, muggy day. You're tied to it, and you can't get out. The Lord gave me this picture of a puffy snowsuit for peace. So when you feel yourself starting to fret, start saying to yourself, I'm slipping on my snowsuit of peace, and I will feel all snugly and trust the Holy Spirit to lead me into peace. That's his job because he is peace. He reveals the Prince of Peace to us, Jesus, who suddenly comes and it's like a cloud descending upon us and we feel his peace. Now, maybe slipping into a snowsuit isn't your idea of being snuggled into peace. You may have a different kind of garment that would be peaceful and that you could slip into. You see, it really doesn't matter. We just have to change clothes. I personally am learning to do this because I've discovered I'm a high-anxiety person. The Lord has revealed that to me, and I have suffered physically because of chronic anxiety that I was unaware of, so I am speaking from experience. In Isaiah 66, verse 12, the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah, I will extend peace to her like a river. Rivers have one thing in common. They flow. I was recently in Hood River, Oregon, for a memorial for my, hus- my friend's deceased husband. We stayed at a hotel on the bank of the Columbia River, well known for salmon fishing. We were in the Columbia River Gorge, and it was spectacular. The river was massive, and it was flowing west to the Pacific Ocean. The Holy Spirit is like a river in us that wants to flow in the sweet peace of the Lord. Jesus said in John 7:38, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now that's what we want for our life, to have the peace of God flowing like a river out of our heart to the many around us. So I hope you understand where I've taken us to explain the physiological aspects of fear, stress, anxiety, what it does and what harm it brings to our body. And we do not want to stay in a place of chronic fear or anxiety or stress because of that, because of the harm it brings us. It makes us sick. So we want to flow in that river of peace. We want to walk in the peace 
And Jesus said he would lead us in the path of peace. So how about you? Is it time for you to change your clothes? Is it time to change out of that straight jacket of fear, of stress, of anxiety, and change into that cuddly little snowsuit of peace? Well, you may think that's silly, but you know what? You won't forget that picture. You won't forget that image. And I don't want you to forget that image. I want you to think about that every time that fear comes, anxiety comes, fretfulness comes. I want you to think about that snowsuit, putting on that snowsuit of peace. I don't think you'll forget that. But it is time to change clothes. So let's pray. Lord, I ask you to help each one listening to this message to drop the fretting, the fear, and anxiety like a hot potato. I ask you for grace to help them understand your peace and give them a desire to walk in that perfect peace. Guide their feet to a path of peace and may the rest of their days be filled with the love and peace of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you you learned something from that message and you're able to begin to have this deep desire for peace in your life and flow like a river. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can download the iHeartRadio app and go to the podcast called Pure Heart Ministries and listen to this message any time of day or night. You can email me at dawn at pureheart.today. That's all lowercase, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today. I certainly am thankful for your prayers. And if you would like to send a love offering to help this ministry, you can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I certainly do look forward to being with you next week. And we're going to be talking about peace again. So I look forward to that. This is Don Noble. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.